are once again with another episode of Don't Leave It to the Judges Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Patty Broke a Skull. Patty! Yay, 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 yay. I'm going to double it up now. I'm going to start doing eight yays uh, or yes. Is it a yeah or a yay? We don't know. It doesn't matter. Point is, today's episode coming from Don't Leave It to the Judges, me, myself, Patty Broken Skull, and the Samurai is going to be very entertaining. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. But the first thing I got to bring up, and I don't know if this has came across Sam yet. I don't know if you know anything about this, but Rampage Jackson has made his way into another film. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is important for the old school UFC fans. This is important for the old school UFC fans because... Nobody knows who Rampage is right now. Now, <laughs> this is what was funny, okay? This trailer came on in the middle of me watching something. I don't know what the fuck I was watching, but it was on 2B TV, okay? It's a, it's a free streaming service. They got some decent stuff on there, and they played this ad for another movie that's on their site. And I think this is a 2B TV original. Now, not only does this movie have Rampage Jackson, who plays a gangster, okay? He plays like this mafioso type of guy. It also stars A.J. McKee, Khalil Roundtree, hmm. and Anderson Silva. Oh, wow. Okay. But the funniest part was Rampage Jackson's son has a part in this movie. And he, too, carries around a nickname in day-to-day life. Okay? Rampage Jackson was not the God-given name his parents, his parents wrote on his birth certificate, right? They just, his, it's Quentin, right? His son's nickname that he goes by on a daily basis is the clone. The clone. D A clone. The clone. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I think his name is like Raja or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Put the off full name. Rampage Jr. <laughs> yeah, he plays a, a henchman in this film. And let me just tell you, dude, whoever the main guy is, whoever the star is of this film, terrible. <laughs> terrible. I don't know how that I mean, they were like, let's put this guy who says he's an actor around other guys that are clearly not actors. So he'll look like he's the best. You know what I mean? It was it, the dude. The trailer was so bizarre. Khalil Roundtree looks so poorly out of shape. It's insane. Huh. Rampage looks good, though. He's a good actor. I got to give him credit. Rampage can act his ass off. And he also has this general intimidation factor. But because he's been called Rampage Jackson forever, his his tattoo on his arm says street soldier. You know what I mean? He's a very intimidating type of a character, but then you've seen him get slept by guys that shouldn't have slept him. And you're like, well, maybe not so tough. eh?" Uh, but I do like this idea. I, I hate that they do that where they smash a bunch of MMA fighters into one film. It makes it, it's like a WWE movie. You know what I mean? I'm not invested anymore. Whereas rampage Jackson in the a team alongside Bradley Cooper and Liam Neeson. I'm in, I'll take yeah, it. He, he did weird. a good job in that. I, you know, I wonder why it didn't break out and lead to more like Hollywood well, success. Well, it's because the movie in itself was trash. Like the movie was stupid. You know what I mean? Like all those other guys that were in that movie alongside Quentin had other things lined up already. <laughs> Big projects. And here Quentin is doing this weird streets. It's called literally the movie is called if you want to check it out. Mm. It's called Lord of the Streets, dude. Lord of the Streets. Lord of the Streets. So fucking bad. Such a bad title. Such a bad title for what is considered to be a professional sport. Like, it's basically this. Okay, think of any MMA movie you've ever thought of. It's this. Hey, somebody kidnapped your son. You have to get back into fighting to <laughs> and beat the, our champion of, you know, it's Bob Sapp, right? Just some giant dude who, who was an actual MMA fighter, but he wasn't good. He's oh, just so it really huge. is Bob Sapp. No, it's not, but you get oh, my okay. point where it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's this, yeah, it's this... Ca- 
like stereotypical uh, a villain a okay. character that he has to beat. He's huge, but for some reason we weigh the same. And you have to beat this guy to get your son back. They really want the champ to come out of retirement. You know what I mean? Like it's that atypical boxer, you know, fighter story mm-hmm. where they're they're fighting because one of their they they came out of retirement to fight again because something happened to a family member. It's we've all seen it a million times. But this one, guys, this is of the streets. This is for the streets. <laughs> Oh, AJ, AJ McKee being the only Bellator fighter to make an appearance. It's so hilarious. It's, uh, it's Kimbo Slice's real life. That's what. That's a movie based off of him. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, like out of all the speaking of Kimbo Slice, out of all the fighters from Bellator that I would like to see in the UFC, just because of the fanfare, no matter what, no matter what kind of success they had, it would be Baby Slice, Kimbo <laughs> Slice's son. You know what I mean? Get him in the UFC, man. That's just a that that that's a guy that will sell fights for you. You know what I mean? And this is a bigger fan base. Bellator doesn't give a shit about that guy. They mm. didn't give a shit about Kimbo. No. But, Let's uh, talk about... I was just going to say, man, my, that, you know, when they show that flashback every week, that's my favorite part is Rampage beating the shit out of that door. Yeah. <laughs> or should I In say a, a piece of cardboard painted to look like a door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, while he's wearing jeans. <laughs> and he's, he did have a good line in it. He was like, I do remember this at the time. He says... uh, they made me go to anger management. It just made me angry. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's get into this ultimate fighter. Let me throw one at you real fast. All one right. of my favorite things that was ever said between coaches was when Ken Shamrock does say that shit. He's like, reach out and touch me, Tito. <laughs> like, just so we, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, speaking of, like, lines that will hurt your feelings kind of unexpectedly, we were talking about um, an incident with a neighbor that we had where, you know, uh, two old guys talk shit to each other, right? And the one old guy says something that wouldn't, it might not work against a younger person in a fight, but he goes, you're a little mixed up, aren't you? <laughs> and that's, that to me is the, like, okay, we're fighting now. <laughs> now we have to fight. I'm mixed up, dude. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's so simple, but it's also yeah. so fucked up at the same time. You're like mixed up, dude. What do you mean? He's saying your brain's fucking scrambled, man. I, I know, I know, but it's but it's like trying to t- say uh, yell at a woman up. that she's crazy. They don't yeah. like being told they're crazy, no. but imagine telling them that they're mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just as bad. But yes, let's talk about this Ultimate Fighter. Right. Speaking of females, all right, we already talked about the the flashbacks and all this shit. And I just want to say this before we actually talk about this uh, the entirety of the episode. Huge shout out to the fact that they didn't have the guys from the last fight chopping it up. You know, chopping it up like they used to go camping. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you miss the very, very beginning, though, with Bobby Maximos uh, talking about the coaching yeah. and this and that? Because that's yes, what I wrote down. Let's hear from the losers again. <laughs> the very start. Okay. They got to get that out of the way. That, I will say I, I do remember this, but he wasn't talking to the other guy. No, you know he, wasn't. Like, he wasn't. He wasn't just, talking to the guy who beat him. Yeah, right. So I give a, give a shout out there. And I have to say when it came down to this actual fight, I had no faith in either one of these women, but then you start watching and looking at their backgrounds and their lives and their previous matchups and all this shit. And it seems like this was one of the harder matchups for me to analyze until they actually fought. Because the way it looked to me, it was like both these girls have a good mental. They both have a good, well-rounded game. They talked it up real well where it's like, I don't know who to pick. The only way to see which one of these women is better and the fact that they already fought was them to fight again. Mm -hmm. And it completely depended on this weight cut as well and these lights of the actual octagon because anybody can look good while training, but it makes you wonder with all these zip recruiter ads, did zip recruiter bring some of these fighters in? <laughs> Was it zip recruiters fault that we have such shitty fighters this season? I don't know. <laughs> that would be a good explanation. Yeah, I'd say. 
So what do you think, man? I got so, I got some stuff on Claire here. All right. So Claire, we get introduced to her. We find out she's got a little shitty apartment. She's got a bachelor's degree. She's she's an accountant. And I'm like, here we go again. Someone with shit to fall back on that they're not going to try but so hard. They don't want to get fucked up too bad because they have something to, uh, to fall back on. But anyways, you know, college educated, blah, blah, blah. Then we had uh, Juliana Miller. All right. So uh, Juju, they all called her. I don't, I don't know exactly why. Maybe she's tight with money. But anyway, uh, they show her grandma. They didn't show much of, about this lady at all. They, they showed her grandma, and her grandma was like, how can I say this nicely? It was like watching Weekend at Bernie's fucking, fucking live. Yeah. Like her grandma, yeah. There's no way her grandma was alive, I don't think. I think her grandma had passed away a couple years ago. She's still living with the body. Yeah, they just shoved a pair of dentures into a corpse. <laughs> yeah. They're like, her teeth look real. She, <laughs> her she, teeth was look, look she was like the lady that was left on the car on National Lampoon's. <laughs> Bro, well, she was super sweet, though. I like that. Yeah. I, I was going to make fun of the fact that Juliana shouted at her grandma, but I didn't like the fact that there's tears and there's all this personal yeah. shit that goes on with these fighters. You guys are missing <sighs> the part where it should be, hey, fuck all of you. Fuck everybody here, dude. None of you matter. At some point, I'm breaking your fucking face, too, dude. We're in the same weight class. Don't get it twisted. We're not friends, dog. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> Some of these people are so fucking that's, paranoid. Absolutely, but it's also the idea of like, what personality are you trying to showcase on the show? You know, I'm not saying that it's not a good idea to try to get personal with some of these people, mm -hmm. but you have to understand in the end, you might end up fighting this guy, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying that we haven't seen guys that are like best friends put on a good ass fight in the octagon, but we've also seen guys that were ex training partners look like shit when they fight each other, right? So it's like, I, I guess it's, you know, your burden to bear by the end, but at the same time, being <laughs> the person who's viewing and sort of, uh, analyzing this shit that part is annoying to me where it's like eh, why cry why cry why why get so personal it's like yeah my grandma's not doing well i don't need a hug from some stranger that already <laughs> lost helen <laughs> sit the fuck out dude go sit down somewhere stop <clears throat> showing her you know what i mean i know exactly I guarantee... what you mean i want to talk about that a second well if the girl that stuttered didn't have a stutter she would be shown just as much <laughs> you know what i mean but they're like we can't fucking keep editing this bitch <laughs> well she asks the lady for a hug, and the lady gets so fucking paranoid. She's like, oh, I know what you're doing. You're trying to size me up. Yeah. So then Juliana Miller, who's only 25 years old, I, I think she raised by a grandma. I don't. Th I didn't hear her go into what happened to her parents or anything. I mean, right. I, I think really she really, the way she went off on Bobby Maximos last week, I think the girl's got some emotional problems. Some, uh, you know, she was paranoid Bobby Maximos was going to, give trade secrets to the other team just because he was talking to the girls. Look, the man's trying to get as much TV time as he can. I'm starting Absolutely. to like this. I'm starting to like this guy's character. I don't know why. He's growing on me a little bit. But, uh, dude, she wanted a hug. And uh, the, the lady's like, no, I'm not giving you a hug. You're trying to size me up. Which, anyway, who gives a shit? But then she starts crying. My grandma's not doing well, like you're saying. I just really wanted a hug. And I'm like, damn, what, what is going on with this girl? Well, then you yeah, find out. All, all, okay, go ahead. <laughs> of all people that she could have asked to, uh, to get a hug from, why would you pick her? She's obviously the one that comes off as a bitch. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? But like, see, Helen she probably does, comes off, come as, off as, a, as a bitch to the rest of her team after she's yelling at Bobby Maximos on the bus. So it's she insane. can't ask them. <laughs> but, so, uh, let, me, let me go back a little bit on right. Claire here. 
because uh, obviously these two women fought each other previously. Mm-hmm. She said that she won the first matchup because she knew she was doing enough for the specific judges that they had. Yes. How, how fucking gross is that, dude? <laughs> yes. That to me was like the epitome of what our show is about. It's like, hey, <laughs> forget that they're there, dude. Forget that they're there. Mm-hmm. But when you notice like, oh, there's Steve. He was here. But he really likes leg kicks. Now you're you're fucking up the whole game, dude. She you're made an argument. Basically, she made an argument as why we should not have open judging. Because right. the fighters right. don't need to know. You know, I had heard of open judging before, and I thought, you know, the viewers know, maybe the coaches know. I, I didn't, I never even thought that the coach would be like, okay, you're up 10 9 in the first round. Just hang back this next round. It's all good. Well, okay, you're up again. You ain't got to do anything. Man, that's. Well, isn't, uh, it, <sighs> isn't it kind of funny the, the different times that we hear people bring up things that they need to change within the sport? <laughs> They've never brought that up in the UFC open scoring like who i don't think that benefits i think it's no. a better idea for your coaches to just lie to you man. just <laughs> yeah. lie because i don't even i mean we i think we you you've been in a fight for real in life before mm. right i've been in a fight before it's rare that it goes multiple rounds but imagine being mid fight doing well and then you hear two guys say hey we got to take a break for 60 seconds <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to shut that off dude yeah <laughs> i'd be standing there I, I could, you know what I mean? It would just, it's just this weird thing that they have, they are forced to do. And at the very least, when they are forced to do it, lie, lie to them. Be like, Hey, you're doing fucking great. Uh, you, you, I would lie, like I said, I would be yelling at the other coaches when I was coaching my fighter. You know how you're on the side mm-hmm. and you're like, leg kick, take down. She, I would just be saying shit about the other fighter. Like she's dazed. <laughs> she so, looks tired. Yeah. So first this- round, first round. She's tired. Look at her stupid haircut. I'd just be talking mad shit. So that way that fighter, the opponent, looks at me like, what is he? What? No coach has ever done that before. <laughs> I, I, mean, I just I just hate the concept because especially in the five-round fight, I mean, same thing with the three-round. But a five-round fight, you win three rounds and then, okay, we know. Good, we, what's the judge's scorecards? Okay, we're, we're up three-nothing. Okay, we ain't got to do shit then. We just come out there and just stand there. It, basically like in football when – you're up um, by two touchdowns with two minutes to go, and you play that prevent defense. I've always hated that fucking prevent defense. So you know what? <laughs> that is a perfect analogy because it reminds me of the fourth quarter punt. It's a, it's a similar thing where it's like you're you're saying you've given up. I'm sorry, dude. To me, that sounds like we have one more try to get across these fucking ten yards, buddy. What are we doing? Kicking and giving it to him. I'm going for that every time. Same thing with trick plays. Go for the weirdest thing that you don't like. When we get into this this card coming up, O'Day said something that really stood out to me, man. And it made me think more about the mental fight, the mental part about the fight game. And he said, this guy is used to orthodox. He's used to the the, the classic boxing, the classic striking. I had to come in and get weird with the shit. <laughs> because remember, he could he had to explain the way that he threw that punch mm-hmm. and they couldn't explain. It was like a right hook, a right overhand from the lead hand. And you're like, yeah, it's hard to explain things like that. And then O'Day himself said, no, I knew I had to do that. You're like, this guy's special. There's something that yeah. alone makes him intelligent, at least as a fighter. We'll see what happens, dude. But I think that that goes with all of this, you know, there's mm-hmm. certain techniques that are needed and necessary and what have you, but in the end, sometimes you just got to get weird with this shit, dude. <laughs> I wish they'd, uh, they'd have showed a little bit of uh, Juju's, you know, her at home life or whatever. Because we didn't really know anything other than she's with her grandma. And that her grandma likes hugs. And Absolutely, the reason yeah. I was thinking her grandma likes hugs is because you have to put your arms around her grandma to move her from place to place. 
but yeah. we're gonna get canceled off of this show. I can feel it. I can't. But, I'm. Ex- I'm. I really am looking forward to it. Right. My, if you think about all the shit I've said about female <laughs> fighters, dude, it's it's only a matter of time. Juju, don't no hard feelings because I actually like you a lot. I respect you a whole lot after this fight because the fight starts and I notice immediately Juju. She looks very aggressive, but she's leading with her face. Her face is just exposed. I'm like, damn, she's going to get beat up. Well, and she did get to, beat up for the that first to, round. That, to me, is obviously a, a lack of experience within the fighting, but it's also this general foundation of fighting where it's like you're kind of setting this person up to take the shot at your head. You remember how you would chicken head at somebody? You know what I mean? To get them started? That's, yeah. that's It's very similar in that way. It's inexperience, of course. It didn't work against her so much in this fight, but a proper striker. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be, you know, beat the dog shit out of that yeah. face for sure. She's just got to get better at that. And you're right. I, that's something I didn't even notice until I look back and think about the fight. And I'm like, yeah, she was. But she's got long. She's got a long reach. She does. So, so she had. So no reason to stick your face out there to get pounded true, on. True. But she was also hunched over a little, too, mm. because of the height difference. You know, you got to learn how to fight like Volkov. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to fight from the back. Uh, fight. Whatever. From distance. Uh, let me go back to uh, Claire. Um she actually said that, you know, I, I like to talk about what fighters say before the fight, whether that's I'm going to take them down, hold them down, blah, blah, blah. Claire said the best thing where she said, I want her to worry about these hands. But a female fighter saying worry about these hands is all well and good. But we're still talking female fighters. So they should actually be saying worry about these takedowns, right? Realistically, what we've seen, it is worry about these takedowns. Because even in this fight where both these women – Plan to punch each other in the face. That entire third round was nothing but a wrestling match. It was a grappling cool. clinch match. That's it. And it annoyed me because Juliana looked like she was going to come out so aggressive. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, my aggression was turned into, I'm tired as fuck. I'm just going to hold this bitch in offensive positions. <laughs> That's how you win. Yeah. I knew yeah. I knew she won. It really shouldn't have went to a third round, if I'm being honest. Ooh. Um, uh, Juliana, you know, like, like you said, her grandma. I'll talk a little bit about this real quick. I do like that she's half Brazilian, half American, you know, born in America. She's actually kind of hot. Uh, she's got great hair, too, number one, great hair. But she she's the only girl in the house that's, like, putting on fake eyebrow eyelashes and hoop earrings every time. Like, we don't got to do that. You're still a fighter. I get it. But also, no matter what makeup or eyebrows any of these women put on their face, their skin is still shit. What's going on? Is that dry water in that house? Is it the fucking desert air of the Las Vegas? I don't know, man, because they're all fucked up. There's not one woman in the house that has good skin aside from Juliana Pena, and she doesn't live in the house. But also, dude, I think that woman has a mannequin head. I think if you took (laughs) Juliana Pena's hair off of her head, she has a mannequin's head. Oh, man. You can put straight up a JCPenney's. You know what? That's probably why they stopped uh, putting uh, heads on mannequins in a lot of these stores because they were like, that looks like Brian. (laughs) You know? You're you're like, this is like somebody I know. Um, Let's see. I, uh, I said uh, Juliana definitely won this fight. Grandma lives another day. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny because uh, Grandma super sweet, and of course you want to see a little bit more. But you have to wonder if it is just her taking care of her grandma. Like that can't be, you know. Nobody yeah. really wants to watch that. Whatever it is, yeah, but she's twenty five, taking care of her grandma. Man, she's she's doing really good. And and she said she was her. raised by her grandma, yeah. and then she said she wasn't doing well, which in turn made me think grandma's not 94 right you can you can reach out for a stranger hug when when grandma is 61 and she's not doing well and she raised you since you were a baby right 
But if you're in your 20s, grandma's 96, and you're you're worried about her dying now, you can't get any hugs from strangers. That's just a rule in society, man. Your grandmas are, you know what I mean? Like it, it'd be one thing if she was like, grandma just got in a car accident. She's 65. She's going out. It's like, no, grandma's in a hospice, in a wheelchair. She's got her fake hair on, fake teeth in. Grandma's been on her way out for the last decade. You've been crying about this for the since before the the ultimate fighter lady stop doing that but it is this thing of being away from them being locked in this house no communication that you think of the worst things and that is a problem fighters can't deal with that especially if they have an llc out there they got to keep those those numbers moving baby now you're right she was at the house with her her eyebrows fake eyebrow whatever she did done her hair all up i do remember when juliana was on the ultimate fighter back in the day and she was always made up and i remember she made it a point to say like you can still look feminine and be a fighter and i respect yep. that that's pretty cool but then when um juju come come walking down the ramp i'm like what the fuck is this bitch <laughs> yeah but anyway um yeah man it was a decent fight now you say it shouldn't have gone three rounds i was wondering i was like okay I hope this this is me watching. Like I hope this goes three rounds, but it Claire's done won this. It didn't feel close <laughs> enough to me. <clears throat> it felt like there was too many things that were clearly one sided. Hmm. Where it's like it's not it's not worth the effort of going to this next round because we're gonna see very similar things. But you rarely hear the referee yell, "Watch the fingers" in a female <laughs> fight. You know, because they barely hit each other. Mm. Uh, also, like I said, all these bitches still have terrible skin. And I think that this episode, because for sure this was said by one of the fighters, and it's so fun when they make their speeches about why they fight and all this good shit. It's so off the cuff that they fuck up stuff. And Juliana goes, you know, I'm overflown with confidence. Huh. Not a lot of people would catch that. Overflown <laughs> with confidence. <laughs> Like a bird overflown with like she missed her mark, not overflowing with confidence, mm-hmm. overflown. but overflown. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, write Sam, write it down. That's the name of the episode. Overflown, overflown with with confidence. Overflown. overflown. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking dumb. That is so dumb. And I was like, I got I wrote it down. I was like, this is the name of the episode for sure. Because people are going to even listen to it and be like, wait, these guys must think they're great at this. No, nah, man, we're overflowing <laughs> with confidence. We missed our mark. <laughs> so, we, did, so, we didn't hit the confidence on that. I actually wrote down something that Juliana said, too, that I, I, you just reminded me when you said that. Dude, did you hear her scream, break that shit, when she had, when she had Claire in an arm bar? Absolutely. She, Absolutely. She'll break that shit. I was like, oh, oof, man. Ain't that some did, shit? That's wild. I, yeah, I how, love her coaching style. And we say it every fucking yeah. week we're on here. Absolutely. That's what I was curious about is where you're going to head with it. Where you're going to say, I don't like her anymore or it made me think of her differently. And you're like, nah. It's the same I, fucking I like shit her. I'd be yeah. saying. I like, Break yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Break that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, it would get weird, dude. Especially your first few days of coaching, like yelling out stuff. You'd be like, bite her guy. Never. Can't say biter. Can't bite. No biting. There's no biting. <laughs> you know, you yeah. just have to there stop was, yourself midway. There was a guy that did bite on Ultimate Fighter before. You remember yes. that? Yes. <laughs> he, it was so he was like in a submission too. or something. Yes. He's like to bit the guy to try to get out of it. And what was crazy too is the like the way the guy looked. He looked like a guy that would bite. 
in a defensive, you know what I mean? Like just this weird face. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. But, he was yeah, funny too. He was like, I, I don't know why I did it. I just, I, I had, to, I just did it. Get out. I had to get out of the submission anyway. I could. All right, let's Absolutely. get into this. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 I got one last thing. All right. It has nothing to do with the fights. It has nothing to do with these two women fighting mm-hmm. at all. But it has to do with the middle of the rounds, the second round, in between rounds, right? Right. You hear, you see Dana White talking to Forrest Griffin. He says these girls got after it, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Forrest Griffin is chewing. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's chewing. He, he doesn't respond because he's chewing. He just kind of nods. Don't know what he's chewing. And then you see on the table there's a glass <laughs> yes. and a water bottle. Yes. There's a bottle of water in this glass. It's a, Okay, it's, a, it's like a whiskey glass, right? It's mm-hmm. something you put two cubes yes. of ice in. Fill it a little bit with whiskey. That's what it is. It's a very nice glass, but it's it's filled with red. Okay, now because I, when I first see it, all I all I notice is Forrest chewing the red glass, the water bottle. I'm like, what the fuck is Forrest eating? Is that a big piece of gum? Is this a baseball diamond? What's going on? <laughs> and then I see at the end when they when they get away from Dana, he reaches in the red. Yeah, they were sharing. Grabs it. out. He, yeah, he grabs out some red and he and he munches them down. What the fuck were those, dude? Boston baked <laughs> beans? What the fuck was that? Only red M and M's. Hot tamales? Fucking what was this, dude? I'm so... I, that Dude, that made me stop thinking or caring about these fights at all. All I want to know is, what the fuck was that? Who gave him the cup? Did he say that it had to go in a clear glass cup? Where'd they get that glass at the Apex Center, number one? Why are they sharing them, number two? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, what is? what was it? What do you think it was? Uh, I think it's at Red Hots. I've seen it before okay. back back in the day. Wait, back in the day, as in you've seen them share red hot? No, 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 no. I've never seen them share them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was going to say. That's, dude, you can't tell me that's not weird as fuck because that was my first thought. That was very weird. Why couldn't they each have a cup? Why did they have to share out of a fucking bottle? But, Sam, I thought it was hot tamales, too. But then Uh, I came to the thought. I was like, why would they share hot tamales, dude? (laughs) The, The richest... The richest person that has the, the 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 trashiest mentality, like they came from being poor, would never serve hot tamales in a whiskey <laughs> cup, ever. That's never been a thing. Hot, you know what I mean? Yeah. It does. So what? You know what Boston baked beans are? Yeah, I know what they are. That's what they also could have been. But I'm also still yeah. thinking, who the? Because f- they come in a box. Mm-hmm. You can only get a box of Boston baked beans. Dude, what is this? Because all of it sounds like trash. It all it all comes across as not classy at all. That's why I think they put it in this clear glass. I bet it is fucking red hots, bro. Yeah, it's that's why. Be. That's why. That's why Forrest chewed for so long. <laughs> I guess that's why it took him so long to eat it. I mean, they had just a tiny fucking glass. Yeah, it, I'm gonna try. I, I'm going to rewatch it on my tablet. I'm going to take it on my phone. I'll take a screenshot of them sharing it and we got to post it because that's fucking weird, dude. And that also is so it's it's funny to add it to this episode, knowing that it's called overflowing with confidence (laughs) because you have to be overflowing with confidence to share a glass of hot weird with a friend, dude. Like that's that's the snack you guys brought. What? I'm envisioning this shit. I'm envisioning like four showing up. With the little box of the fucking red hots, and Tana's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Oh my god! <laughs> There's a rule around here. You have yeah, to bring enough pa- to we're share, <laughs> like like some we're shit. Gonna, like from we're school. not gonna pass the box back and forth, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're not <laughs> dump it right here in my whiskey glass, dude. That's hilarious. That's so fucking funny. 
Dude, maybe they had a, like, what... a leftover fireball in that fucking glass. That'd be perfect. Oh. You dump the red hot cinnamon oh in there. That, that's what they're thinking, too. They're like, what else do we have to fucking think about? Your stupid <laughs> ideas of shit. I didn't expect to be on cameras, guys. Uh, just FYI, it was only red M&Ms. Because then if it was red M&Ms, you're like, well, what a fucking piece of shit. Is that, <laughs> is, is, I mean, did you have somebody sit there and dig out the red M&Ms? Like, what are you doing? So, there's only, on there's only so many things it could be. There, it, dude, it had to be candy, number one. If it was jelly beans, it was all red, though. You don't get just red no. of those type of candy. Unless it's Boston baked beans, <laughs> the fucking hot, what would you call them? Red, red, red hots. Hot. Red yeah. hot. But aren't red Which is hot tamale. Really? I think it's about basically the same thing. Man, it could have been like a cherry uh, a cherry head, you know, the lemon heads, but the cherry version. They just had a bunch, like, like six boxes they dumped in them. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. You, I mean, I could see like just the colorful M&Ms or Skittles or, you know, something of, of multiple colors, but just a single red color whiskey cup sharing with Forrest Griffin. And both of you guys make stupid fucking money, but yet you're snacking like you're a 14 year old going to a fucking mo- a dollar movie theater. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? All that, dude. I promise you, uh, Sam. If there's ever a time where we could get Dana White to even talk to us, that's the only thing I'm asking. <laughs> I could give a fuck about anything else in his life. I want to know what's in that cup, dude. And did you bring him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Is that part of you? Because if it's Forrest Griffin, you're a little bit like, well, his name's fucking Forrest. There's no way he's not white trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he classed it up. He's like, we're going to be on TV. Better put it in the glass. But we're going to have this crinkled water bottle. <laughs> it was fucking so strange. Dumb. It was very strange. Very odd. Very odd. Fucking beautiful. But all right, let's get into this card. Uh, start this card. I'm glad you brought quick. that up. I forgot about that. That was funny. I know. I, we could have just kept going. I could have spent the next 20 minutes just talking about this because it, it bothers me, dude. Dude, it you so find weird. out what it is. You do a 60-second review on them. Fucking- <laughs> oh, man. What if it's some secret thing? What if it's just vitamins? They're smashing these red vitamins together. Stay awake. Doing some illegal shit right, right there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's edibles. It's a bunch of edible candy. And White's like, Forrest, you ain't got nothing after this, right? Me That's why he was like, such a great thing. fight. They're fucking... Fucking seeing yeah. seeing uh yeah. illusions and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get this card. Let's quickly go over this card here. Uh the first fight, Aaron Blanchfield, JJ Aldrich. Uh yeah, Aldrich was out of her league in this fight. <laughs> so two second round submission, uh guillotine choke. Uh, Aldrich she didn't belong. Uh this was quick too. Mm-hmm. And I like the end. This is one of the few females that I've seen where it's like the level of confidence was also resonating in the way that she was fighting. Uh, when she got on the microphone afterwards, she was still there. It was still all about, hey, man, bring me who the fuck ever. And when she said it and the way she performed, I believed it. Yeah. I believed she could be a problem for basically anybody she goes against in this division. Yeah, like I said before, her only loss is a split decision. That was to Tracy Cortez. Okay. All right, and she's and and Tracy's not bad. I did talk mm-hmm. a little shit just because of Brian Ortega. Yeah, she's yeah. good. She's, she's, she's good. pretty good. All right, then um, the next fight, um, man, these fucking names on this card, uh, yeah. Ryan, uh, whatever his name was, <laughs> fucking um, decision, uh, dude. All right, so this card, th- this fight here, dude had his hands locked in a cage. I don't know how many fucking times. I don't know what you can do about this because. Other than, hey, get your hands out of the cage. Hey, that's a fucking point. Because you can't just warn the person 12 fucking times to stop grabbing the cage. But that's exactly what happened in this fight. 
cage grab after cage grab after cage grab. Ridiculous. It, it goes back to what we said about the ruling, you know, the rules and being able to be concise and tell them what's what is absolutely point worthy of being, you know, like something you could lose a point for and just, hey, don't do that. Don't do this. Clean. Cut your fucking nails. You know. <laughs> Anyways, it was a decision. I, I thought there's going to be more out of it. Uh, Jeff Molina, Zalgas, Zumagulov, Zumagulov. Uh, I don't know, man. Very oh. tough. Very tough. Back Dude, and forth. Some judge scored this 30-27. For, yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's dumb. This is What's the show called? Jeff Molina. <laughs> Jeff Molina didn't believe he won this fight. He, he fucking walked. He started to walk away. Yeah, it was, was a type away. of walk-off where, where it was the type of walk-off where he was like, for sure, I didn't do my best. Yep. I don't even want to I don't want to shake his hand. You know, I'm I, gone. I hear him after the fight where he was talking about he wore the uh the pride shorts and UFC fans are uh, upset at him at him because of it. Dude, I didn't even fucking notice. So that's that's how much anyone cares. I mean yeah. for me anyway. Tony Gravely yeah, man, he fucking dude. He hit Johnny Munoz with the know. with the uppercut, and it was like a six inches away from his face. This is what Tony Johnny Munoz brings. went down so fast. This this is what he brings, and this is what I said before. The kid is one of these where it's like I don't know, maybe that's what he's so hard to pick for. It's like this, I don't know what is his opponent gonna do that somehow lands him in a bad position against this gravely guy. I mean, <laughs> this was an uppercut where it was Derek Lewis highlight worthy right but you're also like was that a complete accident <laughs> you know but he got him he followed he it up him. very interesting who's he go against next i don't know man how about uh would you like to see gravely versus uh um o'malley oh wow i mean yeah o'malley's got pedro munoz coming up so this is a jump for gravely you know what i mean if that if he Especially if O'Malley wins. If not, Pedro Munoz. Is he really that small? Oh, yeah, he's bantamweight. Damn. That's a nasty knockout for a little guy. (laughs) All right, what do you got? Benoit uh, St. Dennis, submission. Yeah, Stoltz just couldn't stop the takedowns. I was uh, one of the three. I only had, I was only, uh, I was 10 and three in this card. So I did pretty decent, actually, believe it or not. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, uh, a lot of the people in our group got 10 and three. You, me, Four other guys. I was like, damn, I thought Sam Sam and I did well. And then I saw three other dudes had it. But shout out to the guys that didn't do well. Give it a try next week. It's uh, Joe Selecki, uh, Alex Da Silva. Uh, Selecki wins a uh, split decision. That This thing was back and forth, man. This was a, a fun fight. Absolutely. I, I, let me tell you this. I forgot to mention. This card, dude, I didn't know started so early. So I started at Felice Herrig, Carolina. Oh, okay. I didn't see any of these other fights until after. I just went, watched them out of order. I was like, I was watching oh. these again. What it is and nice that eight fights, dude. That they'll have them listed separately, also, so you can go and just like okay, because I, I I watched it late. Also, I was uh, out of town, came back, turned it on, and when I watched it, I was so fucking late, I fell asleep and I missed like five fights. So then I could wake up and just go to the one that I missed. But anyway, yeah. Felice Herring. Oh man, as soon she's been talking, she's been talking all week. If she loses this fight, she knows it's time to hang it up. Some it's a sign, and I'm thinking, damn, she has no confidence whatsoever. She's definitely gonna lose. 
And yeah, she looked like her normal, terrible self. And, uh, well, was it that or did it, was Carolina her old self, like her fucking good self, her top tier self? See, I don't know. That's a, or are they selling us that Carolina's like her old self? Because she had You're lost right, five in a row. Yeah. I, well, I don't know, dude. I, I thought her performance was fantastic. I thought she came in and went to work. She did her job. That looked like the Carolina. This is what I said before I even picked Felice. You know, I took Felice just because she's adorable. She does look a bit, a bit like a pit bull, you know. The Carolina's adorable. They both are. <laughs> but the thing was, is I was like, are we going to get the Carolina that was supposed to be dominating this weight class, supposed to be the future champion, or are we going to get the one that we've seen the last three, four, five fights? And we got the one, I think we got the Carolina that she even felt it herself, like that adrenaline dump after the fight was over and she won and she falls down and just sheer exhaustion and the pressure and all that shit. She, she kept her, uh, she got herself a new contract because she's a name that will still sell fights. She is an opponent that is still worthy of competition, you know, where it's going to be, I would imagine she's one of those that it's difficult to get people to sign to fight her, especially when she was on her streak, when she was beating everybody up, she's got knockout power, dude, world-class striking. And this is something that not a lot of these women are, you know, this is the type of shit that Valentina Shevchenko has. That's why she's taking on Talia Santos. <laughs> Just here, here's anyone. <laughs> Here's anyone. Also, show me that promo again where it's like clearly she's just doing a bunch of exercises. Everybody looks good while they train, my guy. Not so everybody looks over as good the, as Valentina. Uh, the Damon Jackson fight because ESPN skipped over it. Absolutely. But Damon Jackson looked good as – I mean, just like normal. I mean, so, but, uh, dude, this – Alonzo Minifield fought this guy oh. whose fucking record – it went from 25-7 and seven, to 19 and 11, the guy, UFC should have been like, oh, we, we don't fucking appreciate this happening. We, we don't like you coming up inflating your record. It's bullshit. You're fucking gone. It should have made an example out of this guy. But, uh, yeah, Minifield knocked him out. They did make an example. First round. What are you talking about? <laughs> the example was... Now you got to face Alonzo Minifield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's your example. Here's Here's your lesson, my friend. And Alonzo got a lot more of my respect out of this uh, fight because there was a moment in the fight where the Oscar guy gets gets up and he like, swings two weird punches and he starts talking shit. Like he says, fuck you or whatever to Alonzo. And you see Alonzo change. He goes, what, dude? Hold on a second. Swoop. Takes him down again immediately to the crucifix position. And then smashes his skull yeah. with elbows, dude. And then he and then he gets up, does an interview like he just got done helping somebody do homework. <laughs> just call him and shit. He's like, I don't like the guy. His record change, all that weird stuff had to be done. I love that. And the thing that I saw that was an improvement in his game is Alonzo's a big guy. He's, he's such a big guy, such a muscle, just a muscle-bound dude that that lactic acid is always going to be his downfall. So he has to start learning to come quick. Mm -hmm. Get that first round out of there. Do as much damage as you possibly can in that first round. Don't wear yourself out, but utilize that that explosion power, that explosion, explosiveness, that explosiveness that you carry regardless because you'll have that through the entire fight, but you'll have a mass amount of it in the first round. He took the kid down at will, and they weren't hard takedowns. Hmm. They like diff they weren't difficult for him. They were easy as shit for Menifee. 
But the way that he was able to just out grapple him, his strength, his striking, even the even when he would hit him, heavy strikes. And I think that he had a focus on his head on in his face, man, that we need from fighters. And fighters need that themselves. But we don't see it often. Well, and then uh, you already mentioned uh, Ode Osborne, Ode Osborne. He looked fantastic, phenomenal. First round knockout. This is a guy, even when he fought and would lose, like, uh, was it Gravely to hit him with the with the knee? Somebody baited him into a knee, like, during the fight with him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think I'm, yeah. But, I mean, he looked good striking and stuff in that fight. Uh, oh, it was uh, it was uh, Manel Cop. Had baited him. Okay. Remember, he baited. He like kept yep. kept uh, coming over, then baited him into a knee. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, this guy. Every time he fights, he looks decent. Even when he loses, you know. That's another thing I was going to mention about the Ultimate Fighter. How Claire was told in the locker room how well she did when she fucking lost. But anyway, Ode Osborne, and I, I just see him improving and just getting better. Yeah, I mean. Was Jason Woods his coach? John Woods? I think he says so he gives a shout out to I because this was I mentioned in the last episode that John Woods seems to be the coach of a lot of shitty female fighters. <laughs> he did, and that, and then on this one you see like some of his male fighters being successful. So there you go. Uh, shout out to uh, Kareen Silva. We kind of wow. both figured that this was going to go that way. Uh, she did her thing, man. <clears throat> she's yeah. nasty. She's she's a real problem in the division. I would say. Next one. Yeah, she she's got- uh, cracked her, then choked her out. I mean, she yeah, man, she's uh, she was looking great. She's all her wins are still finishes. That's right. She's just got to stay consistent, stay consistent. Don't let herself get you know wrapped up in whatever. Her coaches are doing well with her. I mean, it, it's one of those that's like she should be pushed a little harder. Get her up there. You know, maybe we'll see a, a Loopy Godinez. Maybe that's not even the right weight class. But I think you know, there's some of these girls that need a little more of a push, just because they're fun. They have great names. They're fun to wa- watch fight. You know what I mean? And that's rare for me to say. Now, this next fight, this was another back-and-forth fight, man. When both guys that went down at one point during the fight. But, uh, yeah, Lucas Al- Almeida uh, beat Michael Trezano, knocked him out in the third round. But, yeah, like I said, this was a fun fight. It really was. Same thing. Two young guys that have this sheer capability of – being higher up in the division, taking on some higher competition, because this fight did go both ways. You know, these guys battled for sure. Shout out to Trezano for no mullet. Got to keep doing that. Um, now we got uh, Dan Ige. Wow, man. Ige did his best, man. Love. What could he do I, to stop I, this guy? No, I know, dude. My God, this that guy was, is a fucking machine. This is some robot Dan, in there. This isn't a real person. This is Elon. what I think about Dan Ige. Much like, much like Matt Brown, this kid is just... You could take him anywhere, and he's going to be there still. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It's annoying as shit. Those are the guys that you're like, just fuck. I'm done, dude. I think I'm just tired as fuck, and you're not able to beat me, but you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's that weird. It's like fighting your little brother. It's like, it's, it, of course, you're going to be stronger, but he's just going to be wiry and never giving up. So it's like, I'm winning, clearly, <laughs> but he just won't stop. So one of us has to eventually put our foot down and give up, right? But, uh, yeah, Avilov, dude. Man. A problem. Where does he Again, go from here? These, like I said, man, Russian fighters. It's always, I mean, since Fedor, my guy, I think Russia has came to this conclusion that this is our way. I mean, not only, not not just their, it's what they did before 
this sport got popular, but they realized this, we can destroy them all. I've been doing this since I was in fifth grade. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been doing this since I was in fifth grade. This guy's not going to be a problem. I fought a guy his size when I was eight. <laughs> like, I mean, how, how would you like to see him against like a, a Max Holloway? Well, <sighs> there's, there's just wow. matchups. These smaller guys have been so impressive, dude, over the last probably two years, three years. And we don't got Mighty Mouse Johnson. <laughs> Shit like that is what bothers me. You're like, you see these guys doing being more impressive and more fun to watch and we get rid of one of the you know highest class of little guys <laughs> you know all well-rounded as shit and all you see is these matchups all these matchups where you're like could mighty mouse have put on right could he have got up to 145 i mean that's a small guy at 145 just fast as shit i mean i i think about the ray borg submission that that flying armbar type thing you're like that was over what was that 25 seconds mm-hmm. You, the, the highlight, the entire fight is a, is a reel for <laughs> Instagram, you know? So and Let's then talk the, about this main event, dude. The main event. Wow. What did I say? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's, I got something to say. In the heavyweight division, you cannot stand up against the cage and trade strikes with anybody. Why do they do that? I don't it know. It seems like the only division that likes that. The only division that just prefers to be up against the cage, not moving out of the way. And let's be honest, dude, we could probably look up literal fights where they lasted a little longer because the guy decided to go left or right. You know what I mean? He just made that quick decision to move. And Stipe is one of those guys. The first guy that we really noticed, at least in my book, that as soon as you got him against the cage, it was over. And it was Junior Dos Santos. There were too many times where because he he felt a level of comfort being able to move, like bob his head out of the way enough to strike. And it just never worked in his favor. And then you got Jarzinho. The other issue is, is you had Volkov. This dude's huge. <laughs> he is. And I told you how hard it was going to be for Rosenstrike to be able to, to get, get in, in. And that's that's what it was. That push kick, you know, that distance. And I, and the way that I love the camera shot that they got of Volkov throwing that straight down the pipe. He was looking at it. You could see it in his eyes. He was waiting for it to show up. And he says, there it is. You bit down on the mouthpiece. Through that straight right, it was either straight right or straight left. Just right down the barrel, put him on his butt. <laughs> like, he's, I love that perfect camera, perfect camera work, my friends. So yeah, let's get so into what, UFC 275. Well, let me just throw this question uh, at you. Go. What do you think for both of these guys? Because this heavyweight division is fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked up. <laughs> you know, what do they do? What does Jarzinho do? I mean, this guy came hot on the scene. Volkov keeps being inconsistent. It. What do we do, man? What the fuck? It's so weird because the good guys are these guys and then they're not consistent enough. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it like, oh, Aspinall should go against Jarzinho? Why? He lost. Yeah. Skip him. <laughs> you know what but I mean? then Aspinall made quick work of uh, Volkov. So. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, whoa, what now, dude? What now? Yeah. Jay Collier, here you go. Why? Because he's on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> like, that's it. No real reasons. We need a win. Someone call Parker Porter. Get him out of here. Yeah, Jared Van, Van Yeah, Jarzino would get himself one there for sure. All uh, right, buddy, let's do it. All right, UFC 275 in Singapore. All right, so the first fight, female fight, featherweight, uh, Ramona, Pascal, Joseline, Joseline Edwards. Edwards, I think I said this last time, it seems like she's been around a long time, but she's only 26. Uh, she's 1-2 in the UFC, 
five knockouts, three submissions. Uh, her, she's lost her last two. She does have decent boxing for for female. Um, dude, this um, this this Ramona lady, she's six and three. She's beaten absolute nobodies. I just made a quick list of her 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 wins or some of her wins. The last win, the lady was one and two. The lady before was zero and two, five and eight, zero and one. So this lady, she's already on one in the UFC. I don't see her. Uh, I don't see her winning this fight. Uh, I'm giving it to Edwards. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with Ramona. All right, there you go. Right. <laughs> you know why not? Why not? Go with the underdog, which I will do in this next fight. <laughs> so, well, right, well actually, I, I've gone uh, not the betting on the dog, but the the people's picking on the dog. Uh, uh, it's it's a female strawweight bout. All right, Liang Na versus Silvina Gomez Flores. <laughs> Sam Sam gave me a look in the camera like Nah. It's two letters. It's N A. I mean, it's like how many other options yeah, are there? She's twenty five. <laughs> she's only twenty five, and uh, man, sure dog really tried to fuck me over on this one, man. He said they list her at five nine, but that's not the case. Everywhere else, she's five three. I don't know why sure dog oh, wow. thinks she's a fucking giant, but uh, she's, she's five three. She's seven knockouts, ten submissions. But who are these girls she's beaten? Okay, she was KO'd. She was knocked out in the first round of her only UFC fight. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I went with her anyway. Who the hell knows in this fight? Juarez, she's 0-2 in the UFC. She's 37 years old. And uh, both of her losses in the UFC, armbar submissions. So maybe this chick with 10 submissions will get an armbar on her. Okay, wait. So who are you going with? Takanori Gomi? I'm going or... nah. Okay. Uh... So you got the fireball kid then? The fireball kid. Come on, man. You know Takanori Gomi. Did I make a joke that you didn't get? Yep, you sure did. Uh, no, damn, I don't he, know what talking he, about. He, was, he fought in the UFC a couple different times. Oh. He was like the, the bigger, stockier, uh, I don't know, he might have been a Korean dude, but he would have like the red hair or the super blonde hair. <laughs> Fireball kid, man. Okay. Takanori Gomi. He's got a name like a Dragon Ball Z character. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that fight at all, so I'm just going to go with uh, Silvana gomez Juarez. A lot of last all names right. there. Um, next fight, we got Kyung Ho Kang versus... Uh, uh, bat, but take Oh man, Dana. We're just gonna go Dana. We know this guy. We, we, we Dana had fought recently, but Kang, right? Came, came off of the the <laughs> the Japanese ver trying. I don't know what what, the, what is that flag? Japanese version of uh CSI. Oh, he he's was, Korean, uh, man. Yeah, Korean. Yeah, uh, okay, the Korean version, whatever. <laughs> cut it, cut it out. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was an actor or some shit, right? Famous soap opera guy. Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't even put two and two together. I guess maybe this is that guy. Okay. You're the one that told me about it. Or are we both just <laughs> making it up because we both think he's sexy? <laughs> <laughs> you like the fucking mullet. You know it. <laughs> hey, you know what? He looks like Liu Kang from one of the uh, the first Mortal Kombat iteration. Mm. Oh, okay. And his last name's Kang. I mean, is his brother Liu? I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? This episode is off the rails, man. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but this, this to me, seems to be a good matchup because we saw Kang do well. I think Dana was not bad in his first appearance, right? 12 and 3, 17 and what? 9? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not great. No. Uh, do, you get, do you have a uh, win-loss thing? Like, how did he, how has he lost, Kang? Uh, no, <laughs> I could look that up. 
but I, but oh, actually, both both of his um, I know his last two wins were split decisions. I do, okay. I do know that. Well, what do you think, man? Who do you uh, like? I went with uh, this uh, Bat Gerald Dana uh, person because okay. all right, um, yeah, man. So uh, the last few times I watched him, I, he'd been pretty decent. He uh, the last fight he had, he lost. But I remember that guy had a spinning back, like a spinning back fist, and caught him, and he was doing pretty well until that point. And uh, the previous three fights, he finished all in the first round knockouts. Um, okay. Let me let me just stop real quick. I'll let you keep going, but okay. I just want to add this. Remember earlier how I said the trick play in football? Yeah. <laughs> the trick play, in a lot of ways, in uh, fighting, is more or less the fighting style of Michelle Fajera. Or when Johnny Walker was on a tear, it's the, it's starting out with the weirdest fucking move. Like if I if I'm a coach, I get the ball in a football game, first possession, flea flicker. <laughs> I want the quarterback taking an out route. You know what I'm saying? Get the running back over here to throw the ball to him. Let's get fucking weird, dude. First, if I'm kicking off, onside kick. First, <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time, it's gonna get weird, dude. Why not do that? Give them something to think about instead of being like, "This guy's a boxer. He's coming out to throw boxing like strikes, perfect one twos, combinations, maybe a leg kick." How fucking boring is that? That's what they expect you to do. You can only get to a point of them expecting you to do a thing, and you still doing that thing, and them unable to stop that when you're Khabib level, when it's this one thing that they cannot figure out how to beat. Then you can use that as your strength. Uh, but yeah, the trick play, man, that spinning back fist, it could get anyone. I mean, the spinning yeah, elbow, it it's such a rare thing. It seems like when, back when I used to watch Bellator, it seemed like it happened all the time. It's like six times or some shit. Especially one, one guy in particular that was their champ. I don't remember the guy's name. He like beat King Mo a couple times, just like everybody else has. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a king he was. <laughs> He's a squire now, squire Mo. <laughs> Oh, Touch right. me my water. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> Andre Fialo versus Jake Matthews. This guy's got a massive turnaround, huh? What do you think about that? Yeah, Jake he Matthews, fought like last month. But also Jake Matthews has fought sort of recently as well, and he did well, but I feel like it was a longer fight. Fialo came in and knocked dude out, right? Uh, Jake Matthews, he lost to uh, to Brady in his last fight, arm triangle. But, but he, he won the, the three previous. Okay. So where are we at then? Well, Fialo is coming in off of a knockout, correct? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. Um, damn, man, you're catching me off guard tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know his uh, last five wins were first-round knockouts. That I, yeah. that I do know. But, uh, yeah, his last fight was uh, a knockout over Cameron Van Camp. Okay, yeah, that was night. a short fight, too. So he's fine. He's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going Viallo, man. What yeah, I went, I went with him, too. Jake Matthews. Uh, he's won through his last four, but his last non-decision win. You no, know, I like to I like to note that last yeah. non-decision win, 2018. Especially in male fights, because it's. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say: I don't think Jake Matthews gets knocked out, though. Hmm. I think I think he lasts. That's that's one of those fights here. So what do you got? Uh, yeah, I went with uh, Filio. Well, I mean, uh, for the next one, we got some a guy with two. <laughs> Dude, two what is up or... with this fucking guy? It's like, uh, Mishate, Mishate, Mishate versus wait, Steve Garcia. The, I know Maybe I'm not saying that right. Mahashati? Mahashate? Jesus, sound like Machete, the fucking. 
Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. But he's like, that's his nickname. Yeah, Machete. Well, I, is, is it his first name and his last name? They're like, our last name is I don't think it is. is. So I, think, I think ESPN's <laughs> fucking with us. That's what I think's happening. Welcome to the Octagon, Mahashete, Mahashete, the Machete, Mahashete. <laughs> <laughs> you can just be called whatever the fuck you want to now. His first name is like well, uh, Hey Eiser or something. Hey Eiser. All right, all right. so from now on, dude, uh, I want to start a fight career. I'm going to start training, but only if my nickname and my actual real name is allowed to be Buick Grand Marquis. Yeah. Well, they should, just like Blood Diamond. <laughs> Remember Blood Diamond coming in? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's so stupid. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deck of Cards. Like, that's just... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way the world's becoming. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's <coughs> ridiculous. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Deadpool. It's uh, two words, though. First name dead, last name pool. So oh, dumb. Uh, but yeah, I'm so, going Mahashate because what the fuck is Steve Garcia? Damn, come dude, I'm going with him, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because at this point, it's like, you might as well come in with a special name there, Steve. You're going to have to come in with something special, like, you know, shadow curtains or something. You know, like, bring me uh, something. This is what I wrote. Uh, I wrote, going with the unknown. But, yeah, he's only 23. This is UFC debut. And I remember he was on the Contender Series, <clears throat> and he fought a guy who was undefeated. And they were, like, making a big deal. I don't remember the guy's name. But they, I remember they made a big deal of the guy was, like, you know, a heavy favorite. The guy was uh, basically no one had even come close to beating him, and this guy this guy beat him. But uh, his only his only loss was in his first ever fight. Steve Garcia, he went five and two in Bellator. He's a long time Bellator guy. I mean, anybody you've heard of in Bellator, Joe Warren, uh, Ricky Tercios, who's just on that Ultimate Fighter, he lost to him. But he has won five, four of his last five. He's got nine knockout wins. He's got the experience. I went the other way, man. Went with the, you know, the guy's his first name is. Last name is his last name. So uh, nice, you gotta say it twice. <clears throat> there you go. I love it. And his picture is gray. <laughs> yeah. Why? I, it's weird that they do that. There needs to be an explanation. Just like the fucking Boston baked beans. All right. Uh, next guy, super crazy name. Uh, Sangwu Cha- Choi versus yeah. uh, Josh uh, Kulibo uh, Kulibao. Probably. Uh, what do you got? I mean, he's ten and four. Sangwu and uh, nine one and one for Josh. So yeah, man, I went with Choi. I I remember this guy. Uh, he's won three of his last four. His last uh, fight was a loss to um, Alex Casarius. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's beaten people in the UFC you've heard of, uh, other than uh, unlike Josh Kulibau, whose uh, only loss was in the his UFC debut, which was the Jalen Turner knocked out. Uh, and people he's beaten, no one have ever fucking heard of. But uh, yeah, Song Songwoo uh, Choi, this guy, he's beating Julian Arosa. I mean, he knocked him out in the first round. Okay. So I like it. I think I think this is um yeah when he fought Alex Casarius, this was the guy that uh like need him. I mean, he looked good at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. And he like need him in the face and well, got a point Alex deducted, and then Alex not, come back and won. Yeah. I mean, when you fight a guy like Alex Caceres, it, it's very hard. It's so new. You know what I mean? It's not something where people are like, I can expect this. No, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's unorthodox. Strange. Yeah, I'm going Song, uh, song Wu Choi as well. Kid's got nasty hands. And I think this Josh uh, Kulibau, it's probably his last fight. I won't be seeing him very much often. But uh, next up, man, two easy names. I'll let you hit them. Brendan Allen, uh, Jacob uh, Malkown. Okay, uh, you the- should have had that one. Let's start over. Erase it. <laughs> Malcoon. 
Malcoon. Malcoon. Okay, they get they're both only twenty six. I'm not racing anything. Malcoon has only losses to uh, Phil Halls. It was in eighteen seconds, though. That's yeah. But you know why do you have a guy that's six and one going up against a guy that's that's eighteen and five? I mean, come on, man. So yeah, that that Brendan Allen he's six and two in the UFC, and uh, I, I think he'll probably get a knockout win over this guy. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go the opposite. Okay, I'm gonna go with Jacob Malcoon. I feel like he had a knockout in his last performance, if I'm not mistaken. But it's really just because he has a lot of chest hair. And, you know, I'm into it. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. What, what, if, what difference does it make, man? We have 20 yeah. people that listen to this show. They're going to be like, hey, whatever. They're going to be like, he, he probably beat, does. Not even think it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, he, he beat A.J. Dobson in his last fight. Um, it's so funny about people that listen to this show because it's like the same thing every week. You have about anywhere from 16 to maybe 18 people listen. Yeah, go ahead and fucking laugh if you're listening. You're one of only 18, motherfucker. Yeah. So. But, yeah. uh, you look insane. They, they, <laughs> they listen before the fights happen, and then after the fights happen, slowly pick up more more listeners until it's about you know 25 to 27. It's yeah. so strange. But anyway. They're, they're checking our stats. <laughs> I guess so. But uh, a Walter Waite bout next. Uh, Jake Della Maddalena. Uh, oh, Jack. Jack. Jack Della Lam- God damn it. You know, I thought I did good on that one, too. <laughs> What's funny oh, is that nailed this name. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ramazan Imov. Jack, he's only 25 years old, man. I think this guy's the real fucking deal. And uh, <laughs> he's... His only fight was in his his only loss was in his his first two fights. So he's won eleven in a row. He's got nine knockout wins. Uh, he won on the contender series. And then he knocked out Pete Rodriguez in the first round in his last fight. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. Uh, this uh, Ramazan, three knockouts, seven submissions, ten decisions. So half of his wins are decisions. He's five and two in the UFC. Last non-decision win, 2016. It's two and two in his last four fights. I went with uh, with Jack. All right, good. That'll make it interesting. I got Ramazan. All right, man. One of us is gonna be uh, really right, and one of us is gonna be really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. That's right. Uh, next uh, flyweight bout: um, Rogerio Bonteron, Emmanuel Cope. I don't. You, sometimes they call him like cop. I know. Sometimes it's they call a, him like copay. Somebody I'm like, stick to something. It's DC. DC, like one fight he's something, the next fight he's something else. Anyway, uh-huh. I went with Manuel. He's got a. Uh, he's seventeen and six. Out of his seventeen wins, sixteen of them are finishes. Eleven knockouts, five submissions. His last two fights were first first round knockouts, and uh, yeah, man. This uh, Bonteron, Bonterian, Bon, whatever, 16 and 4. But he's lost his last three fights. So, I mean, he's lost well, last three fights uh, out of his four losses. Three of them were three in a row, his last three. So, I mean, it makes sense that this fight takes place, right? It's about time for Manel and <laughs> fight a guy. Who's, no, I, yeah, I'm going uh, Cape as well. Cop, Manel. That's right, at least. Um, next up, 
Exciting. Rematch. All right. We're back again. We got Zhang Wei Li versus Joanna Jonjechik. Okay. And you know that you're just making up sounds at the end of that. You could basically do anything. Joanna Jonjechik. It doesn't matter. Lots of letters that are useless in the end. Um, anyways, 21 and 3 for the former champion Wei Li. 67% taking her again. Joanna, uh, 16 and 4. But remember, she was the champion for a lot of those 16 wins, okay? Uh, 33% went with her. And how did this first fight go? Joanna came out looking like a monster. She looked like she had some, some sort of fatal injury where she fell down 36 steps head first. <laughs> Dude, she had a hematoma on her forehead that made her look Man. something out of a fucking, you know, uh, Goonies reboot. Oh, shit. Oh. Like my son when he fell down the steps when he was a kid. He tried to jump down the fucking steps and let smack down on the sidewalk. A big knot Ooh, in his head. Outdoor stairs, just, too. Those are the fun ones. A fucking yeah. big knot. Uh-huh. And then my wife take him to the, hospital, to the doctor and uh, everyone that walks past is like, how did you get that on your head? What happened? They're trying to figure out. Well, you know, need to call the right, cops yeah. and shit. And my son goes, the wind blew me off the porch. <laughs> if I could told all of them his ass. Yeah. He's he didn't like, want to say he jumped. Understand how, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, not, he even was like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. The wind just caught me, man. You know how it is. I'm little. But, uh, uh, but what do you got for this one, dude? Because this is a, this is, I honestly feel like most of us should go way Lee, but it's only also for me because I haven't seen Joanna in so long. I went way Lee. Just man, who the fuck knows? But this is how I labeled this fight. The battle of the women who can't get past Rose. They're both 0-2 yeah. versus Rose. Uh, Whaley won last time a split decision. But, uh, yeah, man, I know Dana White's already talking. You know, the winners to this is going to get a, a shot at us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, well, that's just words he says to try to hype the fight. Yeah, because if you look, exactly If you look is. at the fact that uh, Talia Santos is fighting Valentina Shevchenko, she's only number four. <laughs> she's not even number one. Because I bet you number one has already lost to Shevchenko. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. How are you still number one then? Let's take number four. But man, the promo for this, I don't care about this Weili Zhang, <laughs> Joanna too much. So I'm just going to go Joanna for the sake of it being interesting. When uh, you do that shit, it makes it more interesting because you watch it and you see who's doing better as you watch, right? No different than any other sport. All right, I think but, from, from listening to you, I think we can both probably agree fairly quickly that uh, Santos is not in the same league as Shevchenko. Is, no, is that what I'm getting from dude. you? No. She she wouldn't be in the same league with Valentina if they trained at the same camp. <laughs> That's it. Something's wrong with Shevchenko. Period. It's a different mental, bro. I would be highly surprised if she ever loses again. <laughs> it, it would have to be on some weird judges shit. Because I think that she goes, I, dude, when they did the promo and she was like, she is good at wrestling, she's good at striking, but I am better. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. You got my money. Here's all of it. Take all of it. Because so, that was the level of confidence. She didn't say it like, I'm fucking better. I'm just a yeah. better one. She was just like, I'm better. Just have sleep talking. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, this means nothing. She knows I'm better. <laughs> I don't even have to really even say this. The fact I'm saying it, the way it comes out of my mouth is even taking more effort than I want to put into it. <laughs> like, give just, me a fucking break. I'm just looking at the list of people that Santos has beat. 
uh, Roxy, Robertson. No and I'm thinking Valentino, she would have finished these people. Yeah, quickly. These quickly. have been decisions that Santos has won. Santos so. is going to come in scared, and she has to pretend. She has to pretend right now that she's confident, that she thinks she's got it in the bag. The only only thing giving her confidence is the fact that someone out there believed that she deserved this opportunity. And all your opportunity is, is to see how skilled you actually are not. This uh, is a great learning experience for a lot of fighters. Shevchenko, get, Shevchenko. I, dude, going. have you seen a, a female fighter that's been as well-rounded? No. Ever. But uh, let's hit this light heavyweight bout real quick because we have... Two minutes and some left on this fucking Zoom. <laughs> so, uh, dude, I went back and forth. I went back and forth. And I know that uh, that I shouldn't pick this. But, man, I'm going with Texera. I, I, oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't what know why. He's probably going to get knocked out fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extremely yeah, quick. Yeah. But fuck it, man. He's 42 years old. He's. <laughs> and I mean, just look at all the numbers say he's going to get knocked out fairly quickly. But yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just—it's hard for me to pick against these these vets, these these UFC vets. Okay, let me say this. I like that a lot because it really sits in a position where you're like this Yuri fella. No matter how good, no matter how skilled, is still fighting a guy who's been in the UFC for a long time. He's fought some of the best of all time. Glover's not going to see anything new unless, dude, it's brand new. You get what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he's, Yuri's going to have to do something weird as shit. He's going to have to be unorthodox. He's going to have to be strange. Oh. Because Glover is the type of veteran fighter at this point where he will just get a hold of you and you won't go nowhere. I do want to point out something. Uh, Yuri's last uh, loss knocked out by King Mo. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, it wasn't okay. 2015. Right. Well, that was before he had this haircut. So, yeah. uh, Also, is there anything worse than Glover to share smiling in this picture? It bothers <laughs> me to my core. I hate it so much. because, Like, I get it. I like that he's happy because he's the champ. He got it. Yeah. But but why is this the photo you choose to use, man? Yeah, man. So but, uh, I'm going with 74 strikes. This is this is what I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping. Uh, he comes in. This uh, jury guy, uh, this jury guy starts fucking hitting him, pounding him, and then maybe he fucking ducks under, takes him down, and this—he's always d- got a dangerous submission game. Absolutely. If he gets somebody I, on the ground, yeah, it's a matter of uh, who wants to go there, and if the, if they're willing. I think Yuri's gonna have to do some weird kick, some weird thing that's gonna catch him with the shin or bottom of the foot. But guys, that's don't leave it to the judges. Check the show notes. <laughs> Join, uh, pick, make the picks. Don't leave it to the judges on ESPN. Just type it in. Join the group. And uh, that is it. That's right. That's right. Bye. Game over. Round one. Fight. <laughs>